Welcome to the Astute Life Podcast. If you're passionate and committed to living a healthy, happy, and intelligent life, you're going to enjoy the Astute Life Podcast. We share information that can make a positive impact on your life. Our mission is to share cutting-edge information about items such as nutrition, mind and body techniques, technology, finance, leisure, and intelligent living. You are listening to the Astute Life Podcast, and your host today is David Lilly. Hello there, welcome to our second podcast. You're listening to David Lilly, the host of the regular Astute Life publication here on iTunes. This podcast was recorded on the 14th of November 2018, and it's an interview I was especially excited to bring. Now, Astute Life has made a commitment to sharing world-class content from some of the world's most respected names in the health, wellness, nutrition, and complementary therapy sectors. Now, when we examine the subject of anxiety and we seek out the most respected people that we can go to in the supplementary treatment world, many of us are likely to find the wonderful work of an organization called Anxiety Slayer. This is an organization that's been around for almost a decade and provides a commendable service for people who want to access effective and reliable information delivered by people who are compassionate and who really care. Sean van der Leek and Ananga Sivya are two such people and I'm delighted to share with you my fascinating interview with the UK-based part of this impressive duo. I commenced my interview with Ananga by asking her to share her own backstory and how she became involved in sharing effective remedies for anxiety. Well, I started suffering with anxiety very young. I was quite sensitive as a child and quick to feel an upset stomach or feel quite shaken up when I was young. And then in my youth, that developed into really strong anxiety, which affected my digestive system. I used to visibly shake. I couldn't eat in front of others. If there was a family event or a meal with friends, I wouldn't be able to drink a glass of water or hold cutlery in front of people, I'd wait until they went out the room and then eat really quickly before they came back. So I think now you'd call that social anxiety. Mm. But uh, in those days, we didn't really have that terminology. And I certainly suffered from anxiety attacks, although again, I didn't know then that's what they were. So I could find myself fleeing from a room, drenched in sweat, just leaning on a wall, feeling really shaken up. So in those days, we didn't have the internet or so much... um, self-help information available. So I had to find my own way through it and thought for many years there was something wrong with me. Often I was just so caught up in the symptoms I couldn't even think about what to do about it or what might be wrong with me. But I was always very interested in personal growth and I was interested in spiritual inquiry. I always felt that there was more more to life than just the stress and anxiety. So I pursued that route very avidly and found some wonderful teachings from India's Vedic tradition, which really helped me find a bigger perspective and a different outlook, and that helped my anxiety greatly. And then I went on to learning things like bark flower remedies, a herbalist introduced me to back in 1986 when I wandered into a health shop in a bad way one day. That really helped me. Rescue remedy, different custom combinations of bark flower remedies that he would help me with that really helped settle my mind. And from there, just learning different skills whenever I could find something that I felt was proactive, something that could really address where people were with anxiety, the truth of their experience, and help them with that judgment 
and with compassion. And that led me into learning EFT tapping. Wow, what a fascinating story. I have to say what attracted me to contact you with, with a view to recording this podcast was listening to Anxiety Slayer, which we're going to come on to later on, and your references to Ayurveda. Um, I've been a huge student and a fan of Deepak Chopra and have listened to you know, his wonderful words of wisdom around Ayurveda. And what I can definitely say, me personally, just listening to Anxiety Slayer and some of the things that you've referred to already, such as Rescue Remedy, I heard you refer to it, and I pinged straight onto Amazon, and within two days, it was there. And these things absolutely help. So moving on, when we use the term anxiety, please give us a, a flavor of your experience for different types of anxiety and how that can manifest itself in different people. In other words, what sort of physical symptoms and effects can anxiety have? I think anxiety has a really tangible physical presence. It really gets into our body and it can do so, so quickly. It's really quite unsettling. It can cause all kinds of physical sensations or symptoms like shaking, disturbed digestion, nausea, stomach cramps, really painful stomach cramps that are definitely there. Something's happening. Tightness in the chest, chest pains, feeling dizzy or lightheaded, feeling that you might lose your mind or pass out, random pains, tingling sensations in the body. And all of these things add further, of course, to the to the anxiety itself by provoking concern that there might be something terribly wrong with us. So anxiety can easily build into this loop where the physical, sensa- the physical sensations feed back into our mind and then the mind takes those and intensifies them and sends them back into the body into this intense loop, which can be really hard to break free from. Now, you talk about people that have complaint of tightness in the chest and I mean there are so many examples of people have actually gone to casualty thinking they're having a heart attack or even a stroke um, because their symptoms are just so severe and I know I relate to my experience with you before we started recording and my experience was wow this is a strange feeling something is not right in my head I'm gonna I'm gonna faint here for no apparent for no apparent reason and um it's only kind of examination and medical checks you realize there's nothing wrong with you physically it's what your mind is doing to your body such a really powerful thing and so so important that people like you are out there to provide the alternative ways and helping people through it now i know that there is a school of thought among some people that anxiety is the type of condition that people who are probably labeled weak suffer from now my view is that that assumption is totally and absolutely incorrect harsh and naive I have to say that probably three years ago, it was it was my view. What would your reaction be to that mindset? And yeah, I agree. I agree with you entirely. It's a really dismissive outlook that lacks compassion. It's, it's so easy to dismiss anything until you've had it and to dismiss anxiety and say it's all in somebody's head. It's easy to say, but it just adds to their sufferings. It's a very uncompassionate way to relate to another person. And The thing with anxiety is once you've felt it for yourself, and few of us go through life without feeling it to some degree or another, but once you've felt strong anxiety for yourself, you'll never dismiss it again. No, totally true, and I'm very empathetic now towards anyone that says to me that they're suffering from anxiety or panic attacks. You know, my instinct is to want to share with them, you know, what I've done over the course of the last two years to help me through scenarios where, you know, I felt anxious and in ways that, 
you know, just ruin your day. I mean, you, you wake up some days and you've got that feeling that washes over you and you know that unless you take a series of specific actions and you maintain them up over the long term, you're going to continue to have those experiences. That's certainly been my way. Now, I know yeah. some I know some strong-willed people are surprised when they're diagnosed with anxiety or they get their first unexpected panic attack. That's definitely the case with me. Can you tell us, Ananga, what's actually happening to the brain and the body to see this manifestation of physical symptoms that people get? We've talked about chest pains and lightheadedness, for example. Yeah, well, you mentioned earlier, David, that you have an interest in Ayurveda, which is India's ancient science of life. It's a very complete and in-depth science of of well-being, holistic well-being. And Ayurveda teaches that there are different body types. One of those is called vata, and the vata type are very naturally more susceptible to suffer from anxiety. They're more likely to worry about their mortality, fear of death. Uh, If they feel a symptom in their body, their mind can really fixate on that, and they get very concerned about their health and well-being. And it's their natural tendency to think the worst when out of balance, when they're supported and they're living the the best they can in that mind and body type. They're very creative, very intelligent, very adaptable, funny, wonderful company. So for them, symptoms will manifest differently than for other body types when they're suffering from anxiety. So the Vata type are very likely to feel shaky, ungrounded, disassociated. They often explain that they feel derealization. They just don't feel like they're in touch with people around them, their environment, their reality. They will feel very shaky, faint, just very unsettled and and not properly in their body. So those kinds of symptoms go with that type. And then the other type that can where anxiety can manifest is the pitta type, which I think is in line with what you've shared with me during our conversation, the pitta type are more likely to feel heat, faintness, a different kind of dizziness, a real spinning dizziness, Mm. um, chest pains, um, those kinds of really very present, what may feel like cardiac symptoms. And that type, they tend to come to anxiety later in life. So for them, it's it can be um, challenging for them to understand people that have lived with anxiety throughout their life, and they will perceive that usually as a type, a type of person that experiences anxiety. So anxiety usually hits them later in life. They're usually very professional, organized people. And when anxiety gets to them, it's usually from a, a stressful lifestyle or just something sliding out of balance that they haven't been aware of, overcommitment, perhaps a little overachieving. And that kind of anxiety symptom can really pull them up short, really catches them off guard. And that's the type of symptomology that will usually take you to the emergency room or a trip to your doctor. No, absolutely. And that would be that was the case for me. Absolutely. You know, I had a very busy life, lots of projects on the go, helping lots of people for free um, and feeling committed to doing that. And one morning I just had a a strong coffee, which is also something that I now know can trigger uh, that feeling as well. But the feeling I had was literally like I was going to pass out, but but there were were no other symptoms. I didn't feel hot. I was having no pains in my chest or anything like that. It's just this feeling that I'm going to faint here. And I now know when I look back, my mind was literally on overload with the various things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to admit to myself that what I was having was some sort of anxiety attack. It's, it was still, for for a long time afterwards, 
um, when the doctor was explaining to me what had happened, he smiled at me when I said I speak sometimes in front of hundreds of people. He smiled and he said, so do I, but I also have anxiety attacks. And so me and the doctor then had a very level, grounded conversation. Oh, that's really fortunate that you found an understanding doctor. I'm really happy to hear that that was your experience. That's a big concern of mine is that very often somebody will take themselves from for medical assistance feeling that they're really having an episode that needs medical attention, a physical thing that's there happening to that degree that they feel they need medical attention. And they're often told it's just anxiety. And I think that's so distressing for people. They, they can feel something in their body that they feel needs attention. And sometimes the response is quite dismissive. And that can send people really down a, a rabbit hole of despair. Absolutely. So I'm sure with that in mind, and anger, there are people listening to this with a feeling of literally desperation because their anxiety has become so debilitating for them. It's ruining their life. It's ruining some of their days. What practical message of hope can you offer to such people? Yeah, that's really what, what we're about at Anxiety Slayer is offering hope. Firstly, to say you're not alone. So many people are suffering with anxiety and it can manifest, as we've already talked about, David, in a variety of different ways, according to your mind, body type, according to your, your life history and your experiences, even according to your nutrition and lifestyle choices. And all of these things, once understood with care, you can find the pattern behind anxiety and you can start making lifestyle changes and adopting different self-help techniques, different dietary changes, using herbal teas, bark flower remedies. There's so much you can do to help yourself feel back in control of your life. And I would say as a, as a listener to your podcast on a regular basis, I tend to listen to your podcasts when I'm out for a walk. Most of them are quite short um, and, and very easy to digest. And you and your colleague have got a lovely way of actually breaking the subject down into language that people can understand so it's a it's really great that you congratulations to you for being out there and for being around for so long and having had such a positive influence on people in the world with anxiety thank you thank you before we move more on to um, anxiety slayer and, and how anxiety slayer can help people i want to ask you one final question about anxiety from a medical perspective what are your views on the long-term use of let's call it pharmaceutical medication for various types of anxiety. Take the help. If you feel that you need help and your anxiety is taking over your life, take whatever help you need. But my stipulation would be find somebody you can talk to who's compassionate and flexible, somebody that can really find the right treatment for you that you feel comfortable accepting, not somebody that's just going to scribble a prescription or print a prescription out of their laptop without even making eye contact with you get help from somebody you can talk to somebody you feel you can go back to to review medication down the line and where you feel heard and i think also there's a lot of stigma around medication so people often ask us you know should i take medication or should i try and treat my anxiety naturally and you can do both they're not mutually exclusive it doesn't have to be either or so take what help you need to you need to take from somebody that's going to genuinely support and understand you and still take walks in nature, take rescue remedy, take to learn some breathing exercises, learn EFT tapping, get the tools and techniques to help you look after yourself naturally as well. All of these things are so good for our whole being, for our body and our mind. And it's a great 
shame to ex- to accept the help of medication and then feel bad about it. So make sure you feel good about getting whatever help you need and do everything you can to help yourself. I guess what drove the question and anger is that we know, and I'm no medical expert and I know you're not in this pharmaceutical sense, but we read all sorts of stories about certain types of anxiety remedies, either pharmaceutical types, having um, creating a dependency. So um, you're on this type of medication and it's difficult to get off and there are side effects with some pharmaceutical medication. So I guess the advice would be to always ask the question about side effects and dependency. Would that be fair? Yeah, and be informed and trust your own judgment. You don't make a rash decision about medication. Sometimes we think, that's it, I can't cope anymore. And maybe just talk to somebody and sit on that for a minute before you decide to do something sudden. But if you feel that you need medical help and your anxiety is taking over your life to that degree, make sure you have somebody that can help you reverse the choice if you need to down the line, somebody that can work with you to help you reduce medication and take yourself off it if you choose to down the line. That's really important because, yeah, a lot of people begin taking medication and then they're concerned that they're taking it for many years. And, mm. yeah, make make sure you have somebody that can review it with you. Yeah. Now, in, in your experience in anger, what are some of the most effective remedies for anxiety? Perhaps you can share a few positive examples of where implementing some of the techniques that you endorse has helped anxious people to get something like a normal life back my two loves are ayurveda and eft tapping both of which i've been using personally and working with for over 20 years now i've learned other things and they've fallen by the wayside or they may come into play here and there but these two are the ones that have shown me results time and time again i think ayurveda is so compassionate When you work with somebody that understands how it works and how it affects our body and mind, it can also it can almost be like working with a psychic. They they can show you yourself and your traits so thoroughly and so compassionately that everything makes sense. And I think with anxiety, there's great confusion. We don't really know what to do and we're not sure even about how we feel. So Ayurveda offers incredible insight into how the mind and body works and how anxiety can manifest in our lives and how to calm it through the most simple and gentle measures. But they work so incredibly well. So I think for me that that teaching from Ayurveda offers great hope. And EFT tapping is so easy and so effective, so incredibly practical. You can use it anywhere. You can take yourself in the bathroom and tap. You could be at a business meeting and excuse yourself to go and use the toilet, and you can stop a panic attack in three, four minutes if you know how to use that. So that's incredibly empowering because once you know how to stop an anxiety attack, your mind just gets that message that you've got something you can do. You're not a victim of these random attacks that can come at you anywhere or anytime. You can use EFT tapping to feel calm before a meeting, a presentation. You can help your kids if they're feeling anxious at school. It's incredibly empowering to just have this technique based on the acupressure meridians in the body that can calm anxiety in in just a few minutes one of the things i'm doing at the moment and anger is i'm taking an online course on cognitive behavioral therapy and i'm finding that fascinating i have to say that a lot of what i'm learning is reinforcement but the fact is that we 
are not taught in school how to manage and police and control our thoughts and the way they kind of manifest manifest themselves into the way we feel and the way we go on to behave it's really fascinating and this is all kind of interlinked isn't it yeah for sure and yeah we're not taught how to look after our minds we're not we don't have a handbook for the mind and body which i believe ayurveda is it is a handbook for the mind and body and it's incredible to me that you can be put under so much duress at school to learn about algebra and all those horrific mathematical subjects. But you can come out of school and you don't really know yourself. You don't know your mind. You may not know your your good qualities, your propensities, you, you know, your talents, which Ayurveda can reveal all of these wonderful facets that are in you to you. Or you may not know about your, your potential challenges or even how to eat to support your nervous system and to support good mental functioning and health everything's become very high achieving very academicized and it's yeah we're lacking in that self-understanding and compassion and that's really why anxiety can come after us down the road you mentioned ayurveda a few times and i'm going to just to support what you're saying on that when i listen to my ultimate health from deepak chopper on my walks which is about 22 hours worth of podcasts all pulled together most of it's based around ayurveda I find myself walking and nodding, you know, with the eureka and the aha yeah. moment at what he's actually saying and thinking, wow, okay, that's why my body behaves that way. That's why I do this. It's just so en- enlightening. It's it's incredible. I mean, I'd recommend people getting an understanding of Ayurveda. I really would. Yeah, and it's so it's just so liberating to to understand you know one of the things we get asked most is how can i help my anxiety if i don't understand where it's coming from and we don't need to pinpoint specific cause and effect to get relief you can get help for anxiety if you have no idea where it's coming from if you learn the tools and techniques and just have a play with them and and commit to trying them out for a few weeks you'll be amazed how much your anxiety can reduce but ayurveda does tell us where it comes from and how it can happen. And for me, that's therapy in and of itself. As you said, those aha moments when things make sense. We don't like confusion. That really feeds into our stress and anxiety. We like to have some understanding. And yeah, these modalities really give that that deep understanding and what you can do then to support yourself. So it's self-empowering. Tell us then now an anger about Anxiety Slayer and the wonderful work that your company does what the philosophy of the anxiety slayer is and with that share us the number of years you've been around and the number of downloads your podcasts have had over the years yeah shan and i my partner we've been working together for nine years we've just celebrated in october our ninth anniversary of anxiety slayer and credit goes to shan for the name she's a fan of buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> so she dreamt up the name anxiety slayer we were looking for a message of proactivity and tackling anxiety rather than feeling a victim of anxiety. So our work really is centered around first and foremost, compassion and understanding. We want to reach out to as many people as we can and let them know you're not alone. And then to offer tools and techniques that can help anyone overcome anxiety. And we do this via our free podcast, which has just celebrated 5 million downloads and we have over 400 free episodes available. And for those who come on from the podcast and are looking for more structured support, we offer online courses, our newest one being How to Overcome Anxiety Attacks. And we share in there exactly how to use EFT tapping to stop anxiety attacks in their tracks, how to calm anxiety when it wakes you at night, 
practical coping skills like that. And we also now offer one-to-one coaching to help people through and out the other out the other side of anxiety. So how can people access the various different components of the Anxiety Slayer service and anger? I think the first and easiest thing is to just visit our website at anxietyslayer.com or you can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, used to be iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio and Spotify. And we also have a private Facebook group where you can ask questions and receive support from Shannon and myself and hang out with other anxiety sufferers. There's an incredible gathering of very compassionate people that have come together in the group um, and really support each other. We get people at 2 a.m. saying, I'm really worried about this, and about 10 people will immediately jump on the thread and offer their own experiences and support. So there's a lot of compassion there. So finally, I know you are available as a therapist to support people who are suffering from anxiety. How can people find out more about you and your own specific services? You can find my coaching services at anxietyslayer.com forward slash coaching. And you're welcome to connect with me for sessions for EFT tapping or also we're now offering Ayurveda discovery sessions if you'd like to know more about your body and mind type and what you can do and eat and the the gentle self-care and self-compassionate measures of Ayurveda that's available to explore there too. Well, Ananga, I'd like to say a huge thank you to you. Um, Always incredibly enlightening when I listen to the various podcasts that I hear you and your partner talking on. Um, I'm a huge fan of what you do. I think you offer a great service to the world and the people in the world who are suffering in this way. And we're proud to have had you as a guest on the Astute Life podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure to spend time with you and hear your own journey. Thank you.